Hello friends, what is happening? Welcome to the Multiverse Podcast, episode 3 for October 3rd. This is your one-stop weekly show for everything movies, TV, video games and comics. I'm your host Hussein and my co-host is the meme lord himself, Mia. Mia, what's up? How you doing? Hey, I just saw Ab- Ad Astra last night. Yep. Movie of the year. Really? Yeah, I loved it. I you're thought not, it was a masterpiece. You're not trolling me, are you? I'm serious. I thought it was the best movie this year. Hmm? How come? It's, it's incredible. It's, it's good, I thought, right? I thought, I, personally, I thought it was good. I thought it was something I thought different. It was, I thought it was like visually stunning. The acting was amazing. The story was really good. It's just, it was like a more subtle and more reserved interstellar without like the bad ending. Okay, I'm 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 surprised because I know I said okay I dropped your message good night I'm off to sleep and he said I'll talk to you tomorrow about the the movie so I was I was honestly not expecting this I thought you know you're just gonna trash talk me no, no, no. I thought okay. I thought it was amazing I thought it was I thought it was a good movie man I thought you know it was a breath of fresh air something that needed to be to be watched in all honesty just in terms of everything that's come up before it um it visually it's stunning it's probably one of the best looking movies I've seen this year definitely. Uh, and Brad Pitt is awesome in it. I, I loved it. I, I really enjoyed it. I wouldn't go watch it again. And I think, as I said, how did you find in terms of pace? Quite boring? I, or? I loved the pace. I, I didn't think it was slow at all. I thought the movie like ended quick. Okay. What about the last hour? I love the last hour. Oh, really? Okay. Well, I don't want to... Do you think we could spoil the film? Uh, yeah, we can, we can do so. But yeah, like every shot of it was incredible. Like yeah. him just crawling through the my sewer, him drifting in outer space. That opening scene was amazing, though. That opening scene when he's falling, yeah. that, was in- that was intense. And the way he just kept calm throughout, that was, that was incredible. And I was just like on the edge of my seat. I was like, okay. I was hoping the movie would be a bit more like that. Obviously, it went down a different route. But I thought it was a good movie, man. I really enjoyed it. It's one of my uh, best movies I've watched this year. Um, I don't know. I, I, I said it was slow-paced maybe because I watched it in the morning and obviously I've just woken up. But, I, I love the slow pace. Yeah. Slow pace movies are not too, not bad. You know, it's not always a bad thing. Sometimes it really dives in and tells a narrative. But yeah, some people. I, I don't think a lot of people will appreciate this movie. That's that's my only concern, and that's why. Kind of. I, yeah, I and a lot of people didn't, which kind of upsets me. Yeah. What did you, you, you went know, with your with your brother and his uh, his wife? Correct. Um. Yeah. What did they think? They liked it too. They didn't like it as much as me, but okay. I really liked it. Oh, fair enough. Okay, uh, that actually blew my mind. I was, I was honestly not expecting that for you. I'm still waiting for you to troll me and go. That is the worst no, movie no. ever. Have okay. you seen? Have you seen Sunshine? By the way, ah, uh, no, I haven't. Okay, well, it's like, uh, like 2007 space movie. It's directed by Danny Boyle. Okay, yeah, yeah, I've heard of it. I've heard of it. I've yeah, heard of it, yeah. It's like this movie, except that movie. In the third act, it turns into a horror movie and okay. just ruins the movie. I still really like it, but Ad Astra is that if it commits to the whole movie. So it's one of those movies where it's either you, you love it or hate it. It's, there's no in between, mm-hmm. uh, I guess. Okay. Well, surprisingly, I'm, I'm happy that you've actually enjoyed it because I personally thought it was a good movie. And I did say, I think, knowing your movie taste, I think you would appreciate that sort of movie. And I'm glad you did. So it's not a wasted journey. Other yeah, than, I think yeah. I think a lot of people went in expecting like a space movie. I thought everybody not, wanted another Interstellar. I thought they yeah, it's not that. it's not that kind of movie. It's like it's a family drama set yeah. in space. Yeah, it's and not, it's, it's really it's grounded not, essentially, where it's just yeah, a new exactly. father son story. 
Yeah, it's a simple story. Yeah, it's I, just I enjoyed it. set in space. Yeah, I, I enjoyed it. It was a great movie. Uh, I think I might have to pick up on Blu-ray eventually. I think maybe. I'm not too sure. Anyways, other than that, what else have you been doing before we dive in this week? I'm um, just reviewing these Marvel movies. There, there we go. So today we want to introduce uh, Beyond the Multiverse. It's a segment of uh, the podcast, a new segment a special episode dedicated to one topic of discussion and today that discussion is something that myself and me always find ourselves talking about it and we're going to rank every single marvel movie from phase one to three from the beginning all the way to to the end um uh expect beyond the multiverse every now and then it's just we dive away from our typical showing of just talking about news and discussion where we just dive in into one one major topic so Mio, do you want me to start or do you want to start? You can start. Wait, okay. do you want to do like one at a time? Yeah, so we do one at a time. Uh, okay. we'll, we'll just take it in turns. There's 23 Marvel movies in the entire uh, cinematic universe as of gotcha. recording. Uh, so we'll start from 23 and work our way up. Uh, and yeah, I'll start. Black Panther. <sighs> no, I'm joking. I, I knew you would like... We're going to end this podcast right now. <laughs> Just end it right now. Mia is a massive uh, Black Panther fan, and I'm the opposite, but we'll come to that in a bit. Uh, my first movie for number 23, we're obviously moving up, and it's The Dark World. Uh, I thought that is the worst Marvel movie I've ever seen. Uh, and the reason it's ranked so low is because on two occasions that I've tried to watch that movie, I have not been able to finish, finish it. So the first time I went to the cinema, whenever it came out, 2013, I uh, left about halfway. I really don't leave movies mm-hmm. like about halfway. I think that was one of the only two movies I've ever done so. Um, and I left. I couldn't be bothered watching it. I picked it up on Blu-ray once uh, it, I found it in the bargain bin and also did not finish it. The only time I've ever finished it is when I was doing my road to Endgame watching the entire MCU in, uh, in, in order. And even then, it was just such a hard watch. It's, it's awful. I hate everything about it. Um, uh, I I believe the reason behind it is obviously they had to change the director and it was uh, Patty uh, Jenkins I believe or yeah Patty Jenkins yeah uh, she was supposed to be the first uh, the main director for it and she left and the I know the the reason I kind of know this background information also is because uh, her husband used to train at the gym that I, I used to go to so we used to talk and he said that she left because there was like a lot of uh, uh, back and forth between the scripts. She didn't want to use a lot of CGI. Uh, she hated CGI. She hated the way Marvel were doing their movies. Insider information here. Pretty much insider. So this is all uh, you could pretty much quote, to be honest. So she went happy and they obviously split, split ways. There was just like um, major differences in terms of the script and where, where she wanted to take for uh, in, in the Marvel universe. So obviously they brought somebody else on board and it was just, you could tell the movie was trash. I hated it. Uh, and yeah, for me, that's the worst Marvel movie. So, funny enough, this is number 23 for me too. There we go. It's, it's a really bad movie. It's really forgettable. Uh, I don't think... When I look at Natalie Portman in that movie... Uh, yeah, she, she mailed it in. Yeah. she. For me, she, I don't think like she gave a shit about the movie. I don't think she cared. No, definitely not. She, uh, she was just there for the paycheck. Exactly. She was just there for the paycheck. And you could tell by the whole casting choices and everything and uh i still, I still enjoy it i still like it so uh yeah, let's move I, I think i think um even though we're doing this list i still 
kind of enjoy all the movies. I don't think any of them are terrible. I still enjoy all of them. Okay, I'm, just, when we get to the end, this movie was forgettable for me. When we get to the end, I'm going to ask you a question, and uh, we'll see if this comes. If if obviously mm-hmm. you answer in the way I think you might answer it. So um, this movie was so forgettable. Like I don't even remember the villain's name. Was it? it I, I don't know. I don't. Yeah, it was, and. Yeah. And that's coming from somebody that recently watched it, obviously leading up to Endgame. So I, I should, it should be clear in my memory, memory, but it is a poor, poor movie. And it's probably one of the worst Marvel movies uh, I've seen. Um, moving on to number 22. Uh, obviously, Mio's had the same choice for me for number 23. Number 22 for me is The Incredible Hulk. And the reason... Okay. Yeah, the reason it's slightly, it's higher than The Dark World, even though I rated Dark World, Dark World half a star, Incredible Hulk for me got one star. I I enjoyed it. At least I was able to finish it, and at least I was able to buy into what was going on. I don't think the casting choices, once again, were were the strongest. And obviously, this was the this is pretty much phase one of the Marvel universe. They were still getting to grips with how they're going to approach a cinematic universe. Uh, I just I just felt like this this movie needed more. To, to be honest, I, f- I felt like Hulk himself. Uh, was a good uh, casting choice, but I think everyone, everyone else, I think, let down the movie. Yeah. Um, what, can, what can I say about this movie that hasn't been said about the or the Dark World? It's it's forgettable. I don't know any of the characters' names. It's Just, it's yeah. It's one of the. It's, it's generic. It is a generic movie, and I think we'll we'll see a correlation between the Phase One movies where it's you know they're all pretty much generic, and they've got a weak. Um, uh, let's say boss or whatever you want to call it, en- uh, enemy. Uh, and this is another one where it's just it's just really really for- forgettable. I like Edward uh, Norton as the Hulk though. I really like that actor. Um, I just felt like uh, obviously you, yeah, he's you hear, okay. Yeah, you hear a lot of background uh, news about kind of uh, uh, the uh, going on on on, st- on on set with him and how he's really difficult to work with, but. Yeah, it's just another forgettable movie, I guess. Moving on, number twenty-one, four. Uh, what? Why are why are the lists so similar? Because we've got good taste in uh, uh, movies. Uh, once again, another forgettable movie. Uh, really, really poor. I just, I think a lot of people forget this when it comes to Phase One movies. Is that Marvel didn't really have a good set of movies. I think they only started kicking on from Phase Two onwards, and especially when they uh, collected everybody in. Uh, in the Avengers movie, but Thor's forgettable also. It's poor. The villain was bad. Uh, I, I, I hate it. And Thor's transformation from, let's say, Thor to Thor 2, pretty much forgettable also. I think he, he comes to light eventually in the third movie, but it was awful. And the fact that they dyed his uh, his eyebrows blonde was probably one of oh, the yeah, worst. Oh, yeah, they did. They did. Yeah, one of the worst uh, movie choices of all time. So. Um, but um, I don't think they figured out what they wanted to do with Thor yet in the first two movies. It was only in Ragnarok they wanted to, you know, make him like funny. Yeah, but the, it works because they also gave yeah. him to a, a a director with vision. I think yeah. that's why Thor Ragnarok worked so well. And also, just in general, I don't think Marvel knew what they wanted to do in terms of the cinematic universe. Like, if you saw Incredible Hulk, they didn't know what they were going to do before. Same thing. And so forth. This whole movie takes place in like a small town, and it doesn't work. It, it, no, it, do, it doesn't work at all. And I can't remember the villain now. Do you? It was Loki. 
Oh, was it Loki? Okay, there you go. Loki is pretty much the best thing to come out of, out of that movie. Um, well, I guess still. the like another villain was that Frost Giant guy. I don't remember that guy's name. Oh, the one that when they were fighting in the town. Yeah. Yeah, I can't remember his name either. So it just goes to show these movies have been really, really poor to begin with. Uh, and a lot of people forget that. I think um, we'll touch up on this kind of topic towards the end. But I don't think Marvel knew what they were doing. Uh, I think the first slate of Marvel movies were really, really bang average or even poor, to be honest. Uh, so we've pretty much got the same bottom three. I think this is where we might start to differ. Uh, number 20 for me is Iron Man 3. Is that okay. It? Okay. So I think we've got different uh, movies on, on number 20. For me, Iron Man 3, I think uh, it was just it was just a bad movie. Man. Uh, and all these movies are kind of fresh in my memory because obviously I've rewatched every single one. And uh, I think that the, the choice to go down, the, the, was it the, what was that guy, what was that guy's name? The, the Mandarin? Yeah, the Mandarin. That's the one. For for them to go down the Mandarin uh, path, and then obviously the Mandarin is a big comic book story arc, uh, and then eventually kind of use that as a uh, red herring and just dive off and then um, introduce another villain. I think that pissed off a lot of people. Uh, it got a bad reception. I, I think I think it was a, an Iron Man movie too many. I think they. Obviously, they led with Iron Man and that had a great reception. Iron Man 2 was here and there. But with Iron Man 3, I think it was just probably one of the worst Iron Man, uh, in all honesty. And uh, Was Iron Man 3 part of Phase 2, I believe? Yeah, it was right after the Avengers. Yeah, so, and obviously, yeah, so obviously, I believe Tony Stark was uh, suffering from post-traumatic stress disorder based on the Battle of New York and so forth. And, I, I like that story arc. I like the part when he went to this town and he he met this kid. I, I like that. But in terms of everything else, it was kind of that kid again, wasn't Endgame. Yeah, he was. He, he came and to. And no his, one knew who that was. Yeah, he was, I, I knew him instantly. Did you? No, no clue. Okay. Um. So actually, that's a lie. I didn't know who he was because I messaged you and I asked you who who that kid was, and we. Oh yeah. Yeah, that was a lie, uh, and then I. I think it just popped up on Instagram or something and then I realized, okay, here's the kid from uh, Iron Man 3. I liked his relationship with uh, Tony Stark. I thought that was, you know, a good father-son bonding uh, mm-hmm. story, like something that Tony Stark never really had. Uh, I think that was one of the great aspects of the movie, but in terms of the the villain, once again, I think Marvel have this issue with villains. They, they're pretty much forgettable. So yeah. That's- um- Guy Pierce is a good actor too. He is a good actor. He is a good actor. He's uh, the one of my favorite actors just because of uh, Memento. Memento. Yeah, so he was amazing in that movie. So he, we know he can act. It's just sometimes the script doesn't allow the actor to, you know, portray what they want want to do. Um, so that that's my take on on Iron Man three. I don't know what your take is, or we'll wait yeah. until um, it comes around in your list. So. I I put Iron Man three one spot ahead of Iron Man two, which is my twenty. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, I think I liked Iron Man three a little bit better than two. Okay. I thought two is two is just like long and like depressing and just boring for no reason. Okay, fair enough. Uh, I won't dive into Iron Man two until I get to it on my list. But um, okay. Uh, I think our lists are going to start to differ now. So we can agree that the bottom three are the bottom three. Yeah. Now we're just going to start to 
to differ, which is pretty cool. Okay. Uh, number 19 for me. And I've got a lot to say about this movie. Uh, and it's Captain Marvel. I think, I think if it wasn't for the bottom four movies, I've just uh, uh, confirmed. I think this is probably one of the worst Marvel movies for, for many reasons. One, it felt like it, it didn't need to be in the cinematic universe. I think it was just there for filler, just so they could uh, integrate her into, let's say, the Endgame, Endgame movie. Uh, I hate her as a as a character. I don't think Brie Larson works as Captain Marvel. I think everything she says, she comes across as arrogant. Uh, I know I'm going to sound completely biased and so forth, but I just don't like her. I really don't. I don't think the movie worked. Uh, there was no. There was so much potential in regards to the movie, like showing you how she, let's say, took her first flight, how she learned to fly. We never get any of that background story. We just get her uh, gaining her superpowers and becoming this superwoman instantly. And not a lot of background story. Also, the part with Nick Free when he loses his eye. Yeah, that's a joke. I, I'm not lying to you. I was going to walk out of the cinema. The moment he loses his, his eye to a cat, I was fuming. Because when you go back to uh, Winter Soldier, he said, the last time I trusted somebody, I lost an eye. I said, okay, cool, somebody. And then in Captain Marvel, I'm waiting for this, uh, this moment for somebody to stab him in the eye. And then it just turns out to be this cat. And that absolutely pissed me off. And I was, just, I was ready to walk out of the cinema. Uh, that's how much it, was, it really annoyed me. So in terms of the movie itself, the, it just felt like, you know, it was exhausting to watch because it was just packed with action sequences after action, action sequences without any downtime to, for you to take in the narrative to understand what's going on, I think it's a poor movie. And if I were to rate that now on, on uh, the Multiverse uh, Instagram page, I'll give it one and a half star. It's that bad. Uh, I, thought, I thought it was just okay. I thought everything was just generic. It was, thought, yeah. I didn't it think was it was generic. bad. I just thought it was okay. 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 We'll see where, where, where this is in your list. It, it won't be too much farther. Okay. Uh, number 19 for you is... Number I'm, 19 for me, it is... Was it Iron Man? Iron Man 3, yep. Iron Man 2, sorry. Iron Man 2, yeah. yeah. Okay. Wait, uh, Iron Man 3. Iron Man 2 was the spot before. Okay, fair enough. Uh, but yeah, I, Iron Man 3 is okay. I didn't like all the decisions being made, like the Mandarin, the villain was generic. Um, but I did like the humor in it. I thought it was pretty funny. I liked when he had to storm the mansion yep. without, you know, the Iron Man suit and yeah. he had to do it with a bunch of like... Okay, yeah, guys. yeah. That was one part I forgot to mention. When Tony Stark doesn't have his suit, that was awesome. I really enjoyed that. I think it humanized him a lot more um, and the whole kind of concept of what are, you, what are you without the suit and then it kind of just it delivers in that aspect. So I agree with you on that. I, I really enjoyed that. I wanted to see what he can do without the suit. So... Okay. Yeah, I think the movie's promising. I just think they didn't execute right. I don't think they had the, in my opinion, the correct directors on board for these movies. And obviously it's all fresh. It's all like, if you look at them f- from the bottom of the list, 2013. I, feel um, like I like, um, what's his name? Who directed this movie? I can find out for you right now. I'm on my, on my list. So we're talking about Iron Man 3 or 2? 3. 3. Uh, I believe the director was do, 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 do. Uh, Shane Black. Oh, yeah. yeah. I love Shane Black. Yeah. He made the Lethal Weapon movies. He made he made the movie that revived Robert Downey Jr.'s career. It's called Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. It's a yep. fantastic movie. Yep. 
Uh, he's also made the the reboot for The Predator. Yeah, let's not talk about that. Yeah, so a few hit and misses there, but Lethal Weapon, Lethal Weapon 2, great movies. Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, great movie as well. Um, so yeah, sometimes it is hit and miss, especially with um, Division. But they did have uh, Kevin Feige on board as producer for pretty much all these movies. So I, I don't know. Uh, yeah, the first slate of movies weren't the greatest. So um, seeing as we're talking about Iron Man, I'll probably just dive in straight into number 18 for me. And that's Iron Man 2. Uh, I enjoyed this movie. Uh, I thought it was great. I liked the uh, composition between Robert Downey Jr. and War Machine. And uh, I like the fact they changed up War Machine. I thought he suited the role more than uh, the one that was uh, supposed to be War Machine. We saw at the end of uh, Terrence uh, Howard. Yeah. So I was happy with that. Uh, I like, um, uh, yeah, I, I like Vody's uh, role in this. Uh, I think Mickey Rourke. I don't think he worked that much. I think uh, they just added him in. Uh, I, I don't know. I just I don't think once again. And this is something that's going to be a uh, very, very trendy in terms of all, pretty much all movies. The villains are really, really poor. Um, they're not great villains, are they? So I want, I wish they they dived in a bit more to for Justin Hammer his role. Yeah, um, he was good. In he was good. I like, I liked him. I like the actor Sam Rockwell. He's a great actor. Uh, his role in that movie was great. I wanted more of that, but it just seemed like um, Whiplash, played by Mickey Rourke. He was just. He was just sidelined for most of the movie. He was just in this mm-hmm. basement, just making something. And then we see him appear once or twice. And then once again, a forgettable villain. And it's, it just goes downhill from there. Um, obviously, uh, it, this movie came out in 2010. And being, what, age of 21 at the time or 20, I can't remember. Uh, you get excited for this in your teenage years. You get excited for comic book movies and so forth. But looking back at it now, when I rewatched it, it was just like, eh, okay. Um, the, the ending fight is pretty good with when they fight all the drones. Yep, that's it's probably, quick, but it's it's pretty cool. It's probably one of the best sequences, to be honest. It is a forgettable movie once again. Um, and yeah, what more can you can you say about it? To be honest, it's just it's just one of those movies. And to be honest, some movies when I rewatch them, they're better than I remember, but some of them are worse than I remember. And this is one of those movies that were just a lot worse than I remembered it being. So that's number eighteen on my list. My number 18 on my list was Captain Marvel. Mm. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, I kind of enjoyed the movie. I thought it was just, you know, just um, like a nice, like, leave your brain dead for an hour and a half kind of movie. You just take it all in. Yeah, you, you didn't really need to think much about it. But it was, as I said, it was. I felt like it was a filler just to fill in mm-hmm. certain plot holes, uh, certain narratives, and just explain how she's in uh, Endgame and so forth so uh but the the post-credit scene was one of the best post-credit scenes in the marvel universe i really enjoyed that post-credit scene tied tied up the link between um uh, uh, i believe infinity war and endgame really well yeah uh but only thing is if you're watching these movies in the say chronological order captain marvel will come let's say second in the marvel universe if you end up going to the uh, credits post-credit scene it's just going to tie it's kind of just ruin the entire universe for you um, but yeah, okay, so that was 18 for me and 18 for you. Number 17 for me is Captain America, the first Avenger. Um, me too. Yeah, same. I, yeah. I, enjoyed, I enjoyed this movie. I thought like um, 
it was well done. There was a nice narrative, a nice story behind it. I, I thought the villain was probably one of the strongest villains that we've seen in phase one. Uh, just I was left wanting a bit more. Uh, mm-hmm. and this, this, this did come out in 2011. Yeah, and I, I remember the um started too slow. Like yeah. I, I wanted to get to the World War Two parts. Mm. I enjoyed, but I enjoyed that part. I enjoyed the kind of the narrative, the lead up to it, and kind of it. It felt like a nice, cool origin story, essentially. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of movies in these slates, even though they felt like or they, they are origin stories, they don't really feel like it. But with this, it felt like... Um, I felt like it was a steady pace, to be honest. I really enjoyed it. And I remember leaving the cinema and going, okay, I was extremely happy with it. I, I loved it. Rewatching it again, maybe it doesn't live up to how, how good I thought it was, but it's a decent movie, man. Uh, I think midway through through this list i think that's where it deserves to be to be honest i don't think it's better than any of the other movies coming up uh can we say this movie has the best montage scene in the mcu which one is that when he um, breaks into the the shed and then yeah when he's like winning the war single-handedly yeah yeah i agree with you that uh it's like destroying the nazis it was awesome that scene in particular and that kind of um run-up of scenes were was pretty awesome just I think that's why I enjoyed the fact that nobody took him seriously and he was doing all these, like, let's say, stand-ups and so forth. And then eventually he became the leading symbol of the war and he became mm-hmm. obviously the, cap- the captain of America, essentially. And I enjoyed that. I really enjoyed that development of the character from this skinny kid. He gets, let's say, pretty much injected with steroids. And, I was about to say. Yeah, pretty definitely. much half natty and then... Uh, ends up becoming this symbol, this icon for this country. And um, yeah, I, I enjoyed that development. I enjoyed the development of the story arc. And compared to the movies before this, I don't think any of those movies had that. Um, maybe quite possibly you could argue that Incredible Hulk had it. Uh, but I think those movies falter in different areas where Captain America actually succeeds. And, and that's why it's 17th of my, on my list. So 17 on my list is Age of Ultron. I I'm mixed with this movie. I think there's there's some really cool parts, but it's just trying to do too much. It's trying to set up too many feature movies that's not focusing on the current objective. Okay. Okay. This movie is so high up on my list, and I'll I'll really? get to that. Yeah, it is. It's quite. It's it's higher up than uh, I thought it would be. Oh wow! <laughs> uh, but I'll explain why when I get to it. And uh, but is there anything else you want to add? Um, we'll talk so, about okay, okay, well, okay, cool. Um, 16 on my list is Ant Man, and uh, I enjoyed this movie. I don't really have anything bad to say about it. I gave it a three star. Um, I just enjoyed it for what it was. It was just a movie you go in just for fun. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I remember fondly that I didn't watch any trailers for it. It was just a movie that I decided, you know what, let's just go watch this movie in the cinema. It's got the Marvel Studios logo to it. Let's just see what it's all about. Uh, got in. And I just enjoyed it. I just had a good time. It's one of those movies where you go in and you leave happy. You just had a good time. And, and that was it. There was nothing more to say to it. I like I like the character. I like the casting choice. Um, I like that funny dude, where the one who who's always uh, narrating. I can't remember his, uh, his name, but Paul Rudd is oh, also. Um, Michael Pena. Uh, is that his name? Yeah, he plays Luis. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Paul Rudd, I love as, a, as an actor. He just he seems like he never ages. Uh, Michael Douglas played the role of uh, the doctor really well. 
Uh, and then you had Hope, who I thought was a good casting choice. I think the cast in general was awesome. Yeah, it's um, really good. There is rumors that they're going to ditch Ant-Man from the cinematic universe completely and just make it as a uh, TV show. So we'll probably discuss that maybe in a future podcast. But That's I interesting. Thought, yeah, I thought Ant-Man was a good movie. I enjoyed it. It was a laugh. And I just left, you know, satisfied with, with what I watched. And I've watched it a few times since then. And it's just, it's just a laugh. You just chuck on, on, on the TV background noise and just have a great time to be honest and that's why it's 16 on my list okay i think we're on 15 by the way because we've done really yeah we've done eight already okay so we've done 23 dark world 22 incredible hulk 21 4 20 iron man 3 19 captain marvel 18 iron man 2 17 captain america for me where you on at the moment okay so we're still on 16 yeah we're we're 16 16 for me is Guardians 2. Um, I didn't really like this movie. I thought it was so slow. I thought it was kind of boring towards the middle of the parts. I thought they just like split up for no reason. I just thought it was all over the place. I didn't you know, really like the story for this one either. I love how our lists are now starting to vary massively. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, films and art is all subjective, and that's what we kind of wanted from this podcast, where you don't just have one definitive list because I think that's incredibly hard to put together. We've seen so many lists out there that I know IGN have put out a list, which is probably one of the worst lists I've ever seen. I've seen a few lists on Instagram, and we've always debated them. So having two lists now is kind of it's kind of cool to kind of just uh, compare and contrast the two. So you've got that at sixteen, did you say? Yeah. Uh, Mine's quite higher up than I thought it would also be, to be honest. So it's quite quite weird. Okay, well let's cut, let's talk about it when we get to it on my list, if that's okay. Unless there was anything else you wanted to add. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk more about it when okay. we get to you. Uh, Fifteen is Ant Man and the Wasp. I think it was hard for me to to call these two. That's why I just put them quite close together. I thought they were pretty similar in terms of what they offered. I think Ant Man and the Wasp just edged it for me slightly just because it had a lot more humor in it. Uh, I like the, you could say kind of the villain in it, uh, the ghost girl. I really liked her story arc and how they Mm -hmm. tried to save her and uh, proceed from that position. Uh, It had Lauren Fishbone in it as well. And I love the actor. Um, So I thought once again, the casting choice was spot on for this. And it was really, really similar in terms of Ant-Man. You go in, you watch a movie, you have, have a great time, have a great laugh. Uh, I could I could understand why Marvel are considering making this a TV show, but I would rather have this as a, let's say, Ant-Man 3. I would, I would rather have Ant-Man 3 as a full-blown movie for in a two-hour slot rather than, you know, having to watch 12 episodes of it, to be honest with you. Um, but, yeah, once again, it was a great movie. Really enjoyed it. Fun time. Uh, decent kind of villain. I don't think you can really say that guy was the villain. Uh, you could say Ghost was maybe, she had her own reasoning behind what was happening. Um, I think Lauren Fish, Fishbone is supposed to play somebody. Uh, I can't remember who. I think he was supposed to be, uh, I can't remember the name. He was rumored to play one of these uh, characters in the Ant-Man universe. Uh, I, I don't know anyone in the Ant-Man universe. Uh, I think, I can't remember. It's gone off my head as always. Um he was supposed to play, he's supposed to be in the future quite of, of the Ant-Man movies. And uh, I'm kind of excited to see that. Once If it comes to me by the end of the podcast, I'll let you know. But Ant-Man is on 16. Ant-Man and the Wasp is on 15 for me. What's your choice for number 15? Yeah, um, 15 
um, I can say 14 too. It's Ant-Man and the Wasp and Ant-Man 1. You can kind of switch them in order. Yep. Either way. I thought they were both about the same. I thought I really enjoyed both of them. I think I like the idea that, you know, it's just like a smaller movie. This, yep. The stakes aren't as high. It doesn't have to deal with the overall universe. Yep. It's just like a small contained story which I like. It's just, you know, like enjoyable. It's just an enjoyable movie. You get that yeah. once in a while where you just go in, buy your popcorn, buy your uh, massive cola, sit down, watch a two hour movie and just go, okay, that was good. But yeah, once again, it's, it's not a movie. movie. I'll go back to the cinema to watch again. It's just like, oh, cool, cool. Done it. Yeah. Uh, it's it's definitely more of a Blu-ray movie than a theater movie. Yeah, exactly. But this and, was right after Age of Ultron. So it was like a good, you know, just uh, a good change of pace from, like the, yeah. the scale of Age of Ultron. Exactly. And uh, also, I've, I've, one thing that had uh, some kind of a negative about these movies were, even though they were fun and just easy to watch, I felt like they weren't respected as much in the cinematic universe overall. I felt like both of these movies were just added in, once again, for filler purposes, just to mm-hmm. tie up uh, plot holes, obviously, especially with Ant-Man and the Wasp, to tie that up between, let's say, uh, Infinity War and Endgame. And uh, so I just felt like they just deemed, demanded a bit more respect for maybe the producer and Marvel Studios in general. I think they had a lot more potential, but I, th- I think like Marvel knew what they were doing. They're going, okay, we're just, once again, like Captain Marvel, we're just going to chuck them in and just tie up plot holes. Because once you, when you're creating a cinematic universe on a grand scale like the MCU, it's, you're going to develop plot, plot holes. And uh, you could pretty much say, Ant-Man and the Marvel, uh, Captain Marvel movies are just like super glue. You just glue up uh, certain points in, in the cinematic universe. And that's how it felt to me. Um, you've covered 14. So I'll go on to my number 14. Uh, and then I'll move on to number 13 for me. But uh, number 14 for me, and it's much higher up than you had on your list. And it's Avengers Age of Ultron. And uh, I can't remember where you had it on your list, but we'll discuss it now. Uh, rewatching that movie, I, f- I thought that movie was a lot better than I actually remember it being. Um, I actually enjoyed Ultron. And obviously we got vision out of it as well, which I thought were, I, I really enjoyed the, pl- the plot behind it. I really enjoyed the kind of trying to save that, that, that uh, city. Um, obviously uh, we got Scar- Scarlet Witch. I wish we saw Quicksilver a bit more. I think they killed him off too early. Uh, I, re- I really enjoyed that movie overall, to be honest. I think, uh, it's much better than a lot of people remember it being. Uh, and I thought the casting choice once again was great. Uh, it was a good story. And yeah. Obviously I- you had the, the Hulk storyline that was embedded in it. And I agree with you. There was a lot going on. So you had uh, Ultron's, um, uh, obviously his coming together in, in the movie. You had Hulk and Scarlet Witch's uh, love affair. You could say you had Scarlet Witch and, and uh, Quicksilver, their storyline. And you had obviously, I think there was one more storyline in there, which I'm forgetting. But you, you had... mean when Thor goes on a side quest, exactly, and yeah, basically sees the trailer of Thor Ragnarok. Pretty much, that's that. That's it. So you had what? That's four different storylines in this movie. So there was a lot going on in this movie, and I completely agree with what you're saying. Ant Man coming straight after it felt like a nice change of pace. Um, there is a lot going on in Age of Ultron, especially, and also you had uh, Andy Serkis, uh, his role in it. Uh, there was just too much going on. I completely agree with you. Um, but watching it again, 
I think these movies, Age of Ultron, was better than the movies I've ranked it above. So let's say Ant Man and what Ant Man, Captain America, First Avenger, Iron Man Two. I think that's why it's so high up in my list, pretty much halfway. Um, so I enjoyed it the second time round. Uh, first time round, I was like, I left the cinema exhausted. It was one of those movies where you go, oh, that was so much. What happened here? What happened there? Or do you remember this? And then you're trying to pick up the pieces. But yeah, Age of Ultron for me was uh, better the second time uh, watching it, to be honest. And um, when I did my Road to Endgame rewatch, Age of uh, Ultron was actually, it was, this was the first time watching it since the cinema. So I haven't watched it since. And I've, it just was a much better watch than uh, I uh, actually remember it being. I know this was lower on your list, so I'd just like to hear yeah, your thoughts I, on that. I liked Ochan, but I think they made him too like too jokey. Like he was just he was like a gag. Like he was just throwing too many jokes. Like a few jokes here and there are good, but like you're supposed to be like the main villain, I'm supposed to be scared of you. You can't be making jokes every five minutes. But do you reckon that comes from his development as his development of his personality. I think when he's seen, when he's developing and going through, he's becoming more confident, more self-aware. He's learning these new things. I think he, yeah. Yeah, but in the end, they like kind of defeat him pretty easily. Mm. The ending, once again, was pretty uh, shambles, wasn't it? I think it was pretty, mm-hmm. it's a pretty poor ending. Like the Avengers didn't really face anyone who like, was actually challenging enough until like Thanos. Like I feel like the Hulk could have been Ultron, Vision could have been Ultron, Thor could have been Ultron. Yeah, I think I agree with you on that. I think the Avengers in general haven't had a major Avengers threat, let's say, since Infinity War. And I think uh, I think that's why Infinity War is such a great movie, which we'll come to in a bit. Um, in before I rate Infinity War one up uh, on Ultron. But uh, in all honesty, let's jokes aside, I thought. Age of Ultron was a good movie second time. I think first time it was just too much going, going through, too much happening. Um, but that's why it's number 14 on my list. And I know you said 14 on your list was Ant-Man. Yeah, so yeah. I'll move on to number 13 then. And number 13 for me is Black Panther. I, I was, I'm kind of quite happy with you that it wasn't in the bottom of the list. You so. thought it was going to be lower, yeah? Yeah, Where I thought it was going to be. I thought it was going to be. <laughs> bottom five just captain marvel uh at least it's higher than it, it is it's, and i think with the movies that i've got in the top 10 i don't think it warrants a top 10 position i think you might be able to argue the case amongst the other two movies ahead of it but for me black panther look i completely understand what it was going for i completely love the fact that it's gone for all you know people of color choice um casting uh, we even mentioned this on the podcast last week that we thought rather than redeveloping these characters, let's say like Spider-Man or Batman and making these characters uh, people of color, why don't you just create a new character or bring a char- character that is black, let's say, onto the big screen. And that's why I think Black Panther did so well in the box office. Uh, I love that, don't get me wrong, but in terms of the story, I thought it was just typical. I thought it was just a typical revenge story. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, just a typical that. revenge story. We'll talk about when you get to, when it gets to your, on your list. Typical revenge story. I think they killed off Andy Serkis off too fast. I love him as an actor. I think he's great. I think his uh, character in this was just awesome. He was funny. He brought a quite a, a good balance between him and uh, what was the guy's name? Uh, Michael B. Jordan? Yep, him and Michael B. Jordan. 
and um, it was just a typical revenge story. And then that scene right at the end where they're fighting and and the CGI kicks in, it was just shit. It was, yep. it was I can't, okay. I can't believe that scene. Is that great. Yeah. I can't believe that film won an Oscar for, for CGI, I think it was, or, or whatever it was. I can't, I can't remember her. Uh, I know it won something for a soundtrack, which I completely agree, the soundtrack was awesome. But Black Panther is a poor movie. It's a really, yeah, I just, I didn't really enjoy it. And the thing is, we've talked about this so, so much. I've gone back and rewatched that movie a lot. Usually with shit movies like Captain Marvel, I'll probably buy this on uh, Blu-ray and never open it. I've got, I've actually got a sealed copy of Black Panther on Blu-ray. So I've gone back and rewatched it on uh, Cable Box every time it's popped up. And I've obviously rewatched it for my Road uh, to Endgame. I'm trying to love this movie, but I really can't. And I can't place this movie any higher maybe i can maybe i'll try try my best to convince you okay maybe i can buy two slots because i think number 13 12 and 11 are very very debatable on my list Uh, they're all three star movies uh but i don't know man i just thought i thought with marvel i think they could have tried harder i think i think the hype train sold this movie um yeah so that's that's just my take on on black panther to be honest it's 13 on my list so Let's see what okay. number 13 is on your list. Number 13 on my list was Doctor Strange. Um, okay. The CGI, the special effects in this movie are really amazing. But I feel like the story and the origin story was kind of generic. It was just your run-the-mill superhero origin story. Um, I really love Mads Mikkelsen, but they underused him this whole Oh, yeah, movie. massively. Massively. He, he was in the yeah. movie for like 10 minutes, I think. Massively. Massively under, uh, undersold him in that movie. Yeah. I'm okay. really looking forward to the sequel because we can just have the effects have the cgi without the the you know the generic origin story yeah okay uh i'll move on because once it comes to on my list i'll dive in a bit more um number 12 on my list is guardians of the galaxy volume 2 uh it was hit and miss in, in terms of what you got from it and i agreed with everything you said when it on your list i think the only reason I think I felt quite quite disappointed with it because I felt I was actually hyped for it compared to Guardians of the Galaxy. Guardians of the Galaxy, once again, they watched any trailers, they didn't even know what it was about. I was like, okay, cool. This just seems a different change of pace from Marvel. It just seems different. Let me go watch that. So volume two, I was actually quite hyped for it and uh, pretty much looking forward to it. I was, I was let down. I did like the main villain. Uh, it was, once again, funny. Uh, I think this maybe should have been lower on my list, but in terms of what I also looked at was in terms of my enjoyment from the movie. Sitting in that cinema, I enjoyed Galaxy Volume 2 more than Black Panther, so that's why it's slightly higher on my list. So I don't really have much to say about Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 in all honesty. It was just like, ah, just another movie in the MCU. Yeah. And um, yeah, it was just, yeah, just moving on. Honestly, nothing to say about this movie. I just... I don't think the villain was that great. I come ego was it? Yeah, I don't think he was yeah, that he, great. Yeah, he was okay. Yeah, it wasn't that for me. Uh, so I, I just felt like the hype behind Guardians of the Galaxy Volume One. I think I was just expecting something more along the lines, but I don't think it. I think it did just played it safe, to be honest. Uh, I like the storyline with Yondu and so forth. I think that that storyline was pretty cool. But other than that, it was just another movie for me. Uh, moving on to number eleven, and I know this was. Oh, sorry, you haven't done number 12, have you? Yeah, go ahead. No, I, I thought Doctor Strange is 12. Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Number 11 for me is Doctor Strange. And 
Mm. I really enjoyed that movie. I completely yeah. agree with everything you say. The CGI was amazing. It just felt like a, uh, some wizardry uh, in- inception. Yeah, uh, I was about to say inception. It was, I loved it. And when I saw it, I thought it was going to win an award for kind of its, uh, its effects. What I loved about the movie was the first half, to be honest with you. I like that. I like this, the narrative, the story, because in the comics, Doctor Strange is amazing. And I, would, I just wanted to see that on the screen. I thought Cumberbatch is an amazing uh, role, for, sorry, actor for this particular role. Uh, I thought it was good. But I felt like the second half of the movie just ended up being this kind of uh, undersold and underutilized uh, approach. You had uh, Mads Mikkelsen as well. His role should have been so much, so far greater. Uh, it's just, I don't know, man. It's just, it's a movie of two halves for me. It's the first half, I really enjoyed it. I loved his coming of age, his understanding. But I felt like he went from not knowing anything to becoming this superhero. Within, I think the time frame was pretty much. Yeah, he, he became like a grand wizard in like five minutes. Well, that's what that way. Yeah. That, that was a bad term. Don't say yeah. that. Yeah, like he, just, he, he came. He became a, like a master of what he did. Yeah, master of arts, essentially. essentially. Yeah. And like, there was no time frame. There was no kind of, I never understood what the time frame was. We went from him having a crash, him to hospital, <laughs> him to visiting this place. And then what was the time frame for that movie? Like, uh, did this happen? Over- yeah, it, was, it never felt like that. It felt like it was all happening all within the space of a week. And I think that's what let down the second half of the movie. The first half I really enjoyed. Once again, Few goals. Yeah. Do you know what Grand Wizard means? Is that the you going? Is that World of Warcraft? Blue Klux Clan. Oh my God! Jesus <laughs> Christ! Okay. Yeah, uh, he didn't join. The KKK. A... <laughs> he didn't join the KKK. Okay. Sorcerers was... have the sorcerers have people of color in it. Oh Jesus Christ! Okay. <laughs> I don't even know what to say to that. <laughs> uh, you could, uh, I'm not even going to bother saying anything. Okay. Uh, yeah, so that's why it's number 11 on my list. I really enjoyed it. I think the visuals took me away as well. Uh, and I think that whole thing with uh, Dumamu at the end, I really like that part. I really like that um, aspect of, you know, when Doctor Strange goes back, and we saw this in Infinity War, when he goes into the future to see 14 million out- possible outcomes, he has to live through every single one. And I think a lot of people miss that point in Infinity War because in, in Doctor Strange obviously when he goes to see Tamamu and he obviously has to relive for every single consequence and he gets punished and he feels pain I love the aspect I love the aspect that okay he's gone from this doctor who kind of has a, uh, a slight ego he's a bit big-headed he knows he's good he's no he knows he's great he thinks he's going to learn everything just like that and then he becomes quite humble quite willing to sacrifice himself um, reliving obviously, the pain and sacrifice uh, in front of uh, the mom. And I, I like that. I really yeah, enjoyed that. Me, this should be high on the list right now. It, I thought it was a great movie in terms yeah. of like, yeah, it's, it's a I great like, movie, but... I like how in the ending, they don't beat the bad guy the, the simple way. He like outsmites them instead. instead exactly. Of, you know. Exactly. And that's what I love. Like, I, I thought, okay, sitting in the cinema, I was like, okay, we're going to get this typical hero beats uh, villain and then everything is all sun, sunshine and rainbows and then that's it. The great thing with that ending, I, f- I believe they can bring uh, Mikkelsen back. I don't think it's like they've completely killed him off. Um, so that's quite, you know, pleasing in terms of future MCU movies. I don't know if Mikkelsen's ever going to do another one. I thought his role was undersold. But in terms of, as I said, the ending, 
that final part of the ending was great. I think the middle portion of the movie was a bit hit and miss. It just depends on where you're sitting on the fence. Uh, and for me, the beginning half of the origin story was, I think it was great. Just like his lead up from this amazing doctor, a bit arrogant, a bit, a bit naive, learning the ways, uh, becoming, let's say, a master of uh, fine arts. Let's not go down the KKK route. And then... Uh, <laughs> And then just, you know, sacrificing himself, willing to do what was necessary. And I enjoyed that. The timeline, you could obviously debate what it felt like a movie that was set all in the space of a week. Really had a decent pacing, but yeah. So for me, that's why it's just, it just makes it out of the top 10 for me. Um, what, what's number 11 on your list before we start oh, heading in the top 10? Yeah, number 11 for me was Spider-Man Far From Home. Um, oh, Wow. All these, I think all these movies are good. All the top, the top eleven is pretty good. I think, my opinion. Okay, I'd expect Far From Home to be so far apart. From yeah, I thought it was just more the same from um, Homecoming, which I really enjoyed. But yep. the, the two are really like Ant Man and Ant Man: The Lost with Me. They're both really good, both really enjoyable. Okay. Um, Mysterio is good. Jake Gyllenhaal, I'm a huge fan of him. Yep. But overall, just like a really good movie, you know. Um, okay, we'll get to that yeah, shortly. Uh, okay, this is where now the big guns come out, I guess. I think this top 10, I think we might be pretty similar in terms of what movies are remaining in the top 10, but I think that in terms of their positioning, we might differ slightly. So uh, I'll start off now with number 10. Uh, for me, I debated this quite a bit, and I thought like it warranted its place at number 10 just because of the movies ahead of it. And that's the Avengers. And um, I thought wow. it was... Yeah, man. Is that high up on your list? It is. Oh, wow. Okay. So for me, it's, it's number 10. And obviously, the way I did it was, obviously, each movie is ranked and so forth. But then I started comparing each movie ahead of it. I said, is this movie better than the Avengers and so forth? And I just don't think any movies from one to nine are worse than the Avengers. So I love the Avengers. I was extremely high. I think... Before, let's, let's say, all this comic book hype and so forth, The Avengers was uh, one of my most highly anticipated movies. Uh, back in the days, Facebook and Twitter, you could have like massive wallpapers on, on, on your uh, social page and Avengers was just plastered everywhere. It was on my uh, computer screen, on Twitter, on Facebook. It was extremely, extremely hyped for this movie. Um, it's a great watch. It's the first time, I think, uh, at that time, where they brought so many superheroes together and plastered them on the screen and that was the first time i felt like marvel actually had a vision in terms because it was the obviously the ending of phase one it closed up phase one if you look at all the phase one movies they're all pretty much in the bottom of our list and this is the only phase one movie that's in the top 10 so marvel had a vision bringing them all together on the screen i think the, the charisma was there they all worked together really well i just loved it i really enjoyed it it was a great movie to watch um I don't really have anything bad to say about this movie, in all honesty. Uh, it was a great watch. Loved it. I've watched it so many times. When it pops up on the cable box, I just it's usually background noise. And it is one of my choices in terms of having the movie in, in the background when I'm doing work and so forth. It's, it's a great movie. It's, but it's, it warrant, I think it warrants its 10th position just because every movie uh, ahead of it now is a better movie. And I think Marvel know what they're doing with let's say phase three and phase two. So Avengers is number 10 for me. Mm -hmm. So for number 10 for me was Spider-Man Homecoming. I think that's, you know, like I said, you can switch the two 
uh, in and out, but I really enjoy this movie. It's just, it's not, I like the route they took with uh, the high school aspect of it. It's basically like a high school movie, if you think about it. And I really liked his interactions with all the kids, all the characters in it. Um, Vulture is really good. Michael Keane is a really good actor. So overall, I really enjoyed this movie. Yeah, okay. I agree with you. It's a great movie. So I had my homecoming. uh, I think, okay, I'll leave that until I get to it on on my list. Um, Number nine for me is Guardians of the Galaxy. And I absolutely love this movie. It's incredible. It's the first time, like for me going into this movie, I knew nothing about the Guardians of the Galaxy, nothing about their comic. I didn't know where it came from. Nothing. No story arc, no, no background knowledge of it. And uh, I believe it was a movie I watched because there was nothing to watch in the cinema. And I decided, okay, you know what? Guardians of the Galaxy, let's watch it. It looks, it looks cool. Um, and I absolutely loved it. It was an amazing time, uh, amazing watch, funny. And it was a change of pace in terms of everything that came before it. I can't remember where it was. It, I think it was phase two. And it, it, was, it, was a, it was a good movie to watch. I really, really enjoyed it. Uh, the casting choices were amazing. And then you had this, it was the first time where in the cinematic universe, you had weird characters, like you had the group, the tree, you had the rocket raccoon. Um, you had this green, green girl you had. Yeah. So it was just, it just felt really, really good. Uh, and that's why it's so high up on my list. And I think I can't remember where you had it on your list or if we've come to it yet. Uh, I yeah. rate this movie four star and I really, really, really enjoyed it. It was a movie that, you know, I'll always watch if I want to have a laugh. I think it was a great comedy movie, great action set pieces. And uh, just, it was, yeah, nothing bad to say about this movie once again. I think all these movies now, you can see Marvel had, were heading in the right direction and they started to pick up the pace, understand what what was needed from a cinematic universe. Obviously, it's never been done before. You could argue that's why Phase 1 felt a bit all over the place, a bit, you know, segregated at times a bit poor lackluster in terms of quality uh but i thought with guys in the galaxy you know it was a step in the right direction and a different type of uh, superhero movie and it was refreshing in general yeah number nine on my list is also guardians of the galaxy i oh. thought it was just you know like you said it was a breath of fresh air we've we haven't really seen any movie like that a superhero movie like that it, it kind of reminded me of more of like star wars in a way that you know, these are like some reluctant, reluctant people who get caught up in like a huge um, galaxy, you know, war in a way. And I really enjoyed it. I thought the chemistry between them were all really good. I thought the humor is really good. I liked, you know, I, I have no complaints about this movie. Yeah. And I think the fact that it was the first movie to actually, well, besides four, to actually visit out of space and go somewhere different. Like we, we knew of falls uh like his his origin his story his planet but other than that there was everything else was ground grounded on earth um uh, so with guardians of the galaxy to go visit these different planets uh, and visit different characters because there's a lot of characters now that tie up the mcu and the future of the mcu uh, i thought that was great and once again it was a uh, breath of uh, fresh air to be honest oh yeah was, the soundtrack was really good too oh yeah how, how can we uh not discuss the soundtrack. I think the soundtrack was amazing. I think it's one of the things that a lot of people took away from the movie. I think, I believe the soundtrack was actually uh, in the top of, top of the charts in terms of uh, 
soundtracks go. Yeah, I remember uh, that at the time. Uh, I can't remember if I downloaded it. I usually, if, if it's a movie that I really enjoy, I'm a big Hans Zimmer fan as well. If it's a movie I enjoy, I usually uh, download or buy the soundtrack and I definitely uh, believe that I did, did so for Guys in the Galaxy. Uh, moving on to number eight, and uh, Spider-Man Far From Home. Uh, that's higher up on my list than it was on your list. I really enjoyed this movie. The only issue with it, I felt like it had an Iron Man problem uh, coming straight after Endgame. Obviously, with uh, Tony's death and so forth, there was a lot to linger on. Uh, I love Jake Gyllenhaal, one of my favorite actors. Uh, I think an underrated actor. I don't know if you've seen Nightcrawler. He's absolutely amazing in that movie. And um, just in general, the whole movie, the whole vibe was was awesome. I kind of, uh, I think going into the movie i think what we we usually discuss what we think the plot is going to be and so forth and i think we were pretty much spot on with what we were going to expect from this movie um and i think that's it took that away from me in terms of uh how much i enjoyed the movie i kind of saw everything coming uh i think the the post credit scene and the ending was probably one of the best or if not the best in the mcu because they left it on the cliffhanger and that cliffhanger was amazing and i'm glad sony have uh tied up a new deal with Marvel because it would have been such a shame to not continue the story, the Spider-Man storyline with such an amazing cliffhanger. Uh, so I'm pretty excited with that. Um, but I felt like it was pretty much quite close to Homecoming. That's why Homecoming is seven. So seven and eight, seven is Spider-Man Homecoming, eight is Spider-Man Far From Home. I couldn't really separate those two, but I think the only reason Spider-Man Homecoming was uh, slightly higher up because I, I love the vulture i love the fact that his storyline his purpose it was believable it felt like you know it was he had his own issues but with far from home it just it felt like ev- everything stemmed from from i uh from iron man from robert downey jr's uh, character and the thing that i hated from far from home was the fact that you've just met this guy mysterio from another planet and you've just given him given away your glasses that you're yeah i, I hated that i thought that was absolutely stupid that somebody that you looked up to and Iron Man gave, gave to you. So if somebody passed away and I looked up to them and they gave me something, I would never give that to somebody else. I think that was a massive plot hole. I think, I think that's where the story was let down. And honestly, and that's why I have homecoming ranked higher up than far from home. Uh, it was just stupid. I, yeah, I felt that was stupid. And I felt like the way they tied in everybody that Iron Man upset in far from home was also stupid. Uh, I just hope that the MCU can now just push on from the death of uh, Iron Man because I'd, it's, it's been done now. I don't think we need that anymore. I think we, it just needs to go in the right uh, direction. And that's why Far From far from Home sorry, is number eight on my list. Okay, so number eight on my list is Captain America Civil War. Um, okay. Good movie, not great, Okay, I would say. I thought it was a little boring in some parts. It's a little slow. But, I was I was yeah. literally I was about to end this podcast because I thought you said Captain America the Winter Soldier. No, no, no. Okay, Oof, gave me a heart attack, man. Okay, go on. But yeah. <laughs> two, two really good, great action set pieces scenes. Um the airport scene and the final scene when um Iron Man and Captain America are fighting. Those two scenes make the movie for me. Everything else, it's it's okay. Okay. Um, you might as well dive into number seven because I've touched on number seven and eight. So number okay. seven on your list and then I'll take it away with number six. Number seven on my list. Um, do you want to end the podcast now? You're not going to say Winter Soldier, are you? In Fanny Way. No, no way. I don't believe you, man. It's in Fanny Way. 
Really? Jesus. Okay. Yeah. Go on. Um, you know, I, I like you, this you movie. better not be you better not be trolling me. Are you serious? Uh, wow. I love this movie. It's just the other six are better for me. Okay, fair enough. Go on. But um, you know, it's it's a good movie. What can I say? It's a lot of good action. Um, Thanos's arc is really good. Him looking for the Finney Stones. I feel like Thanos is the main character of this movie if you think about it. And yeah. the Avengers are just the side pieces. Yeah. But okay. you know, it's just something that was missing for me. Yeah. Something that didn't make this movie better than the next six, which okay. was okay. Well, I'll go more that when I explain the next. Yeah. So I'll dive on. I'm on number six now. So I'll dive in. Captain America: Civil War is number six on my list. Um, I enjoyed this movie. I thought rewatching it a few times. I, I I thought you know it's not as great as I remember it to be. I love the action set pieces, but Civil War for me just felt like. Uh, it needed more characters. I think that movie came in way too early in the in the arc of the MCU, extremely early. And I know, and this was quoted and said in uh, many interviews with uh, Kevin Feige and uh, Marvel executive. The reason they pushed out this movie was because of the the whole Batman v Superman from DC. So it was to kind of counter that. Uh, so that's why they started developing this movie ASAP. Uh, but in terms of like the bigger picture, I think Captain America: Civil War was way too early i think this could have come maybe later on like well it came out in 2016 and then we had what another three years before endgame i think they needed to introduce uh, a few more characters before civil war happened because obviously if they had in mind that uh, iron man was going to die in endgame then fair enough but if you look at the fighting sequences in the, in the airport that that was bland i thought that was boring i thought that was just like a it just it just felt shit and cheesy it's just like you're in this massive airport and you're just fighting, and it was just like it was just it was boring to be honest with you. Um, I enjoyed the movie in general. I loved the whole. I think Black Panther and, and that movie Civil War was one of the best characters. I think Black Panther in Civil War is, was miles better than Black Panther in his standalone movie. And um, in in general, I thought uh, the who was it Bucky? His yeah. action action sequences was amazing. I loved the whole, whole kind of narrative, but the villain was so bad. The villain, his his plot was so confusing and convoluted. It was just like, it was, he just went from, rather than going from point A to B, he went from point A all the way. He skipped B to C just to come back to B. It was just like, it was pointless. It was, it was one of the most confusing plans out there. It was. Yeah, it was, it was. He was trying to get. had to happen for his plan of work. Yeah, exactly. And it was just like, it was just convenience that everything fell in place and his plan worked like, that plan just did not seem believable in, in all honesty from or from a certain thing getting delivered at the right time for, for them to uh, catch up to Bucky at, at a certain point for the U S uh, was it the uh, house house of nations or whatever to get blown up. All these had to fall in, in place for, for the, for the story to work. And it just, just I just don't know. It just didn't work for me. Uh, and I thought, this movie could have been a lot higher up, but I just don't think it warranted anything uh, ahead of it in, in the top five, to be honest. And that's why it's just out of my top five. A great movie, don't get me wrong, but I think I was just disappointed with the lack of characters, uh, the plot hole, the plot, uh, sorry, the whole plot in general, and just how convenient the whole storyline was in, in general. So yeah, that's why it's number six on my list. Okay, so number six for me is The Avengers. Okay. Um, 
Infinity wow, that's, that's probably extremely higher up than the movie. Okay. Yeah, Infinity War is probably a better movie. Um, but just seeing them all on the screen for the for the first time, it's it's special. Like it is. I never thought I would see that. Even now, when I see it or watch the movie, having them all joining forces and that scene when the camera's just rotating around every single character, and they're all looking up to that little black hole in the sky, that still sends shivers down my spine. It's yeah, still, it's, you know, it's, it reminds me of the first time I watched it. Just that the whole the whole movie, the first two thirds of the movie is probably pretty average, yeah. but that third act when they're just all working together, they're all bantering, they're all, you know, they're all like combining their powers together. It's just it's special. Like that, this, yeah, I, that whole discovery that of combining power. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. I I agree with that. Fair enough. Well, not agree because it's lower down on my list, but I pre- yeah, I, can, I can respect that. Yeah, I understand why it's lower, but you know, just. It's it it you know it showed that a, a creative universe can work. That of course, yeah, Marvel did have a plan, like you said earlier. Yeah, when you, when you first see the first few movies, it doesn't seem apparent. But then, as they develop and then the, the stronger movies come along, you go, okay, you know, they have this uh, idea, this vision for the um, for a lot much larger universe. And then Avengers actually put that all together. What's great is Avengers took movies that weren't so great characters from those movies sorry who you don't really care about like with four one and two i was like oh i don't really care and let's say hawkeye and then uh, black widow they took these characters and put them in avengers and you actually felt like you know you cared for them you actually wanted to see more and i think that's where avengers worked really well for me we're now hitting the top five so for me top five number five is probably the best phase one marvel movie and one of the most underrated and underappreciated uh, origin stories and that's Iron Man I think it's one of the best origin stories out there period I think the only other origin story that comes close is Batman uh, Batman Begins but Iron Man is a definite top five for me uh, love this movie it's a four-star movie for me perfect casting role perfect everything to be honest with you uh, really loved it loved the whole I think when you watch an origin movie, you want to see the main character suffer, the main character learn, the main character d- develop, the main character understand what his purpose is. And we, and I think we got that. And I think that's why it's in my top five. I absolutely love that movie. It's one that I always rewatch every time. Uh, it's a fantastic movie. And to be honest, it just gets better and better every time I watch it. So that's number five for me. Number five for me was... Captain America, the Winter Soldier. Okay. I think I was blown away by this movie. I wasn't looking forward to this movie. I wasn't excited for this movie. I thought, you know, it's just another Captain America movie. But I saw this um, actually on a flight on like a really small TV. But I was just like, whoa, like this, this is like going. Like the plot is just like grabbed me. Just like, like never let go. It was so interesting. I love the, um, like the, the conspiracies. I love the the action. I just love this movie. I think I have to agree with everything you said there. It's slightly high up on my list, but I have to agree with you on that. And I just wanted to add, it just felt like it was the most narrative-driven Marvel movie since probably Iron Man. And it was just like really focused on telling a story and then having kind of, once again, a perfect vision for where the MCU is going. But especially that whole 
Hydra thing. I did not expect that. That was absolutely great. And I'll come to it more, uh, shortly. Uh, I wasn't really hyped going into this movie. I wasn't really expecting anything from a Captain America movie because this was the second in its uh, Captain America trilogy. And I wasn't really expecting much. So, But yeah, so that's number five for you, did you say? Yep. Cool. Uh, number four for me is Ragnarok. Four for Ragnarok. <laughs> uh, one of the best movies out of the MCU. Loved everything. Loved the, the vision, the... The direction was taken, uh, the set pieces, the visuals, the whole fight sequence with the Hulk was amazing. Uh, it had, um, what's the name? Uh, the guy from Jurassic Park and... Uh, Jeff Goldblum. Know, yeah, 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 him. Oh man, he was awesome. Just everything about this movie was great. And then the whole, his hammer getting destroyed, uh, his sister coming in, her revealing the story behind her and say Odin's... Um, uh, invasion of other planets and so forth. Uh, I thought this was a great movie. It would be higher up on my list if it wasn't for the next three. But an amazing movie. Something I actually bought this movie. This was the first uh, Marvel movie I bought in 4K because it's it. You definitely need to watch this movie in 4K. It just literally your eyes end up bleeding by the time you finish the movie. Yeah. I thought the the story was great. I thought. The, the ending as well was amazing. It's now a, an amazing meme. Uh, it's beautiful. I think everything that was, I think everything that was written for this movie uh, came to pay really well. And I think the director is awesome. Uh, he, he's amazing. Uh, I think he, he was the right, right director for this movie. The only, the only annoying thing is everything that he did for this movie was undone in kind of Infinity War. Yeah, I didn't like that, but yeah. I don't think it's the movie's fault. I thought it was. Yeah, yeah. that was just something uh, to yeah. dive off on. I thought the movie was uh, amazing. So that's not my number four choice. I have a sneaky feeling this might be number four for you. Um, it's actually Iron Man. Number four is okay. the original Iron Man. Okay. Um, you know, what can I say? <clears throat> this, this movie started it all. It started the MCU. If this movie wasn't successful, you know, they would have scrapped the idea. So they put all the chips on the table for, for, with this. And, you know, I think Robert Downey Jr. is Tony Stark. He was, he was born to play Tony Stark. When they announced that he would be playing Tony Stark, I was just like, of course, perfect, perfect, perfect choice. And, and you know, I liked the origin story. I think this is one of the best origin story movies. I like how they incorporate, I like how they made the origin story relevant. I like how they in- incorporated, like, the Taliban in it. Even though they don't call them the Taliban, <laughs> yeah, it was, it, was, it was kind of funny because it came out around 2008. So the war on terror was kind of a yeah. It was like at the peak war yeah. terror. So to but, dive in and, and tell that story was pretty cool. But yeah, yeah and they would call like the Seven Rings, but I was like, yeah, I know who you are, but you're, you you're the Taliban. You don't you don't need to lie to me. Yeah, I know. But yeah, I love how you know, like the movie starts, like he gets attacked, the convoy, then. You know, he's like in a terrorist ISIS video. <laughs> he, he's in the cave, yeah. He's in the, he's in the cave as well. I just imagine um, Pepe the Frog's face on Tony Stark's body now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that meme that you, you sent me. me that, that, after oh. you sent me that meme. Oh, that meme is hilarious. Yeah. So I just, and it just, it's perfect. I think I'll have to completely agree with you on that it's one of the as I said I think it's underappreciated I think I actually do think of it 
like the way you described it, at Marvel putting all the chips on the table for this movie. And I've never really thought of if this movie failed, what would that have meant for the MCU? So with in terms of the casting choice, I think that was perfect. Also, once again, usually when you hear casting choices for certain movies or certain big movies, uh, you kind of discuss and you go, oh, maybe, maybe not part of this. You instantly saw it. But also, what I love about it, about Iron Man was the fact that it took a, a a comic book hero that no one really gives a shit about, if you if in all honesty. Yeah, no one knew who Iron Man was. No one cared. No one really cared. And then they made him such a lovable character and such a big character. And he's he was the face of Marvel, believe it or not, eventually. So um, it's quite funny because going off on uh, off topic, you had DC trying to build a world of these characters who nobody really gave a shit about like cyborg i don't really care about him they had so much potential but instead of just giving him an origin story so people could actually you know feel a connection between this character understand his background understand how he's got to this particular point in time they just chucked him in a avengers like movie and it just didn't work no one really cared about him there was no charisma no 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 heart for the for the character and that's where iron man did everything like with perfection they gave you a character that you loved character with heart a character that you could possibly i wouldn't say relate to because obviously he's a billionaire and he got uh, what kidnapped by terrorists but uh a character that you know felt like there was some meaning towards it and he brought the whole avengers together now he is the face of marvel the face of avengers the only issue now is obviously who becomes the leader of the avengers how did marvel go ahead obviously a discussion for future podcasts who do you re recast as a potential future Iron Man or whatever? Or is the Iron Man? I think, in all, all honesty, the Iron Man character is dead now. I don't think. I think it'll be uh, unjust if they bought a new character. I don't think it'll do Iron Man any justice. I think it just needs to be written off, and that's it. Done. His story arc ended with Endgame, and uh, it should just be left at that. To be honest with you, and I just love his overall his whole development as a character. I think we've, I know it ended with obviously the origin. Sorry, I know the origin story was great, but we saw his character just develop, develop going through the MCU. And that's what I loved about him. So it's, um, yeah, it's still number five for my list. So the way I talk about it, it's like a top three movie for me, but number so, five on my list, it's number four on your list, I believe. So moving on to top three now. So number three for me is Captain America Winter Soldier. Uh, four and a half stars for me an amazing movie one of the best excellent it's an excellent movie I have nothing bad to say about it I have no negatives I think this is one of the only movies where it felt like everything worked where you don't really judge or question the plot line the villain was great the whole Hail Hydra the whole storyline the whole thing with um, uh, Nick Fury dying I I didn't expect that I thought they killed him off and then him to come at the end Uh, everything about this movie was amazing and i loved it and i remember uh i was hoping at captain america civil war would be more like winter soldier i remember being in two minds and i usually do this when i leave the cinema if i'm if i'm in two minds of a movie i either debate with you discuss with you late nights or i end up watching previous movies whatever the case may be so i remember leaving civil war going straight home and watching the winter soldier again and i thought to myself yes Winter Soldier is a better movie than Civil War and uh, Captain America was just incredible in that movie and I just loved everything about it. I think 
I wasn't too sure about the storyline between uh, Black Widow and Captain America. Mm-hmm. I just, I just had enough of Black Widow having a love story with pretty much everybody in every single movie she's in, and I just got bored of that. But I did feel like there was a connection between the two, which which worked for this movie. Um, but the whole Hail Hydra thing, uh, as as a bigger, let's say, villain, I think the villains was uh, was perfect. You know who loves this movie? Go on. Well, I don't actually know who loves this movie, but I'm pretty sure Alex Jones loves this movie. Oh, Jesus Christ. Not another... The and the Nazis. Jesus Christ. Alex Jones. What happened? What, what? I know this is off topic. What happened to him? I know he doesn't have a YouTube channel anymore. And um, I remember... I don't know exactly days, what happened, but he was just saying some crazy stuff that people were like, all right, let's get this guy banned. I know back in the days, I remember this. This was back in uni and stuff like that. You know when you just end up watching a YouTube video and then you go from watching an innocent video and then you end up yeah, just yeah end up watching something else and then i don't know how I'd, every time i dived into a video about conspiracies it was always alex jones so i'm, I'm just glad to see the back of him to be honest that guy was ended up being uh mental uh okay. what what's number three on your list number three for me is thor ragnarok okay i think one through three, you could change the order anytime for me i think in some days i think thor ragnarok is the best movie I think in some days it's number two. I think some days it's number three. But I love everything about this movie. I was so excited as soon as I saw the trailer. I think I told you, yeah. like, this is going to be amazing. Oh, yeah, yeah. You did say it was going to be. And I think you're the one that actually called it. You said it was going to be amazing. I said, okay, I'm not too sure about it. I think the first trailer didn't sell it to me. But the second trailer actually did. Yeah, it, the movie is so colorful. Like, I love the colors in this movie. It's so bright. Like, the first two Thor movies, they're, like, darker. They're more, like neutral colors this one the color the colors are so varied so bright i just I, I i can't say enough about the colors in this movie um i like how they use immigrant song throughout this, the movie i really love that song it's a top five Led Zeppelin song yep but you know the music's great the story is great um yeah i like how thor has to kind of go through the movie without the thing he's been relying on the first two movies he has to actually find like a new way to fight. Exactly. Even, really even Odin touched on it in the movie. What are you, yeah. uh, for the God of Thunder or for, uh, uh, for the God of Hammers? Yeah, that was really good. That, that was a good scene. Um, <laughs> I love that cameo scene in the beginning with um, Matt Damon. It was so... Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I didn't expect that. I didn't expect that. And I was, I remember watching, I was like, is that actually Matt Damon? Until I checked it uh, yeah. on IMDb. It's quite funny how they kept his name off the casting list so well. Mm-hmm. So. That was pretty cool. Yeah. Taika Waititi is one of my favorite directors out right now. Um, If you haven't seen What We Do in the Shadows, I highly recommend you do. It's like a documentary about vampires. It's it's really funny. Uh, Are you talking to me or the audience? (laughs) uh, Both. Okay. I'll I'll definitely watch that then. He's he's a great, great actor, uh, director, great actor. He played, um, played, yeah, he played him. And you know, that was actually his shirt. Yeah. And the funny thing was in Endgame, he actually obviously Yeah, he's him. he's playing um Fortnite in Fortnite, that. Fortnite, yeah. And you if you if you looked closely, he had mold growing on, yeah, on that was him. Funny. That was pretty good, yeah. Um, his humor is just so funny, you know, like Koik's talking about how he's tried to start a revolution and he didn't print enough pamphlets. Yeah. And so, you know, it's like the rock, paper, scissors joke. He got defeated by paper. Paper. There we go. So it's just like Yes, I think that's what made that movie so great. It was like small things that if you were really focused, mm-hmm. 
you'll it'll grab you straight away. I think once again, how vivid this movie was sold it to me. Also, it was just kind of a nice change of pace from the four, one, and two. And I felt like this vision for four, for him to be a bit more, you know, uh, humor based, uh, was the right was the right step. I, I wasn't a big fan of how they kind of reverted that in obviously in Infinity War. That's obviously a separate yeah. movie. Uh, but him losing his eye and then him sacrificing uh, uh, Asgard and understanding what Ragnarok actually meant, uh, it was amazing. And then that whole lead up to Infinity War was kind of amazing. I love that. And that's why Infinity War now, moving on to number two, is number two on my list. Infinity War, I am, it, was, it was a tough choice. I'll tell you that now. It was a tough, tough, tough choice between Endgame and Infinity War. I was thinking about this too. It's it's probably one of the most debated uh, questions out there or discussions, but it's something that you know you could you could either flip flip them around. You could have Infinity Wars number one or Endgame as number one for many many reasons. I think uh, for me, the reason Infinity Wars at number two rather than number one is just because it felt like everything was coming together. Thanos was you know the most most villainous villain let's say, we've had an MCU to date. And I felt like watching this movie, I actually feared for the lives of the Avengers. I felt like they were actually under threat for the first time ever. His quest now to go, obviously, collect the stones, his, uh, you know, he was just unparalleled in what he wanted to achieve. He had his sights set on achieving this kind of, this amazing power through the court that nothing was stopping him. He even actually sacrificed himself uh, sacrificed his own daughter and um, it's just crazy it was just like i felt i actually feared for everybody you know for a change yeah. and it, it was really really impactful and what i loved about this movie and i think this is what endgame kind of lacked uh, was when the movie actually finished people were talking about it for a whole year and no movie really does that movies usually end you hear a bit of talk chatter for maybe a week two weeks maybe a month maximum unless it's a true classic and people continue to talk about it, but hardly do you ever see a movie that people talk about for a whole year. And that's what infinity war achieved. And that's why you could argue that it should deserve the number one spot on my list, for example. Uh, but yeah, man, it was just, it was heartbreaking. It was, uh, it was great. You just left in a sense of shock right at the end. And for a change, the heroes didn't win. And I love yeah. that about this movie. And I like it was just, yeah. I like the theme of this movie about like sacrifice that Thanos was willing to sacrifice and do whatever it takes to win. Yep. And the Avengers weren't, they didn't want to sacrifice vision. They didn't want to, you know, make any risk. They said, they I've never really thought of that. That's such a good point. Yeah. Yeah. Like if they sacrifice vision, just destroy the stone there, they would have won, you know? Yeah. Cause I've always watched that. And I've gone, just destroy the stone. Vision is at the end. They, his, he's not Listen. really hu- human. It's kind of a, <laughs> If it was up to me and it's like, okay, the one life of one cyborg or the life of trillions of yeah. people in the universe, that's an easy decision. Yeah. Like Captain America blew it. Yeah, he absolutely blew his shot there, right there. And um, it's just like, I've never really thought of that. That's, that's such a good point. Like um, Vision, I like you, buddy, but we're talking about trillions of people here. Exactly. And like you're just a cyborg, let's say. So that's that's such a good point. I've never, believe me, I've never actually really thought of it about that. The funny thing is, talking now, I, I thought of it of the point where, as a father, see how Thanos sacrificed his daughter. Could I have... Sacrificed Susu? Yeah, would I be able to sacrifice my own daughter? 
no, I, I can't do it. You know what I mean? So it's, it's just, it just shows you how, how mental, how mad fans was. He had this vision. He, nothing was going to stop him. And uh, one thing I would have loved to see was when he was uh, in the middle of sacrificing Gomorrah, he said, uh, I believe he said something along the lines where uh, I had the chance to do this before and I lost it or whatever. I'm not mm-hmm. going to let this chance go by me. I would have loved to see what he was talking about because I was really kind of, I was wondering, has he met somebody before who stopped him? You know what I mean? So I was kind of excited for, for that point, point to kind of just dive in, but they really, they did really dive in more into, into that story aspect. But I thought the movie in general was well-paced. I thought it set the tone from the start. And I said to you, before we went to watch it, obviously not together, before we went to watch the movie, we said, um, I expect Thanos to kill at least two people in the get-go. He needs to set the tone. The, you can't set the movie up and then go in and half an hour, an hour in, and he hasn't really killed anybody. So starting the movie off and he kills uh, Heimdall and then Loki and obviously he's killed the Asgardians on the ship and he, sm- he smacks the shit out of Hulk. I thought that set the tone perfectly for yeah, that movie. Yeah, that's a perfect time setter. Yeah, Hulk got absolutely destroyed. I'm sitting there and I'm like, Hulk was smacking him and then, uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, Squidward was like, uh, let him have his fun. <laughs> Yeah, let him have his fun. Okay. Corvus Glade. No, it's not Corvus Glade. It's not Fox Midnight. It's, um, God, why is his name? Okay, keep going. I'll find it. Yeah. Uh, so Hulk is hitting him, and then Thanos just all of a sudden just goes all out. And then I just love the development of Thanos. Every time he took arm, his armor off, and he just became more vicious. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'll talk about Endgame very, very shortly. Um, Thanos was like the perfect villain for Ebony me. Ebony Maw. Yep, Ebony Maw. Uh, so, yeah, it was just perfect. For me, that movie was perfect. I think it ended on the perfect note in terms of the, they actually lost because they weren't willing to sacrifice. Uh, I don't think they were connected as well. That's one thing that we've forgotten to mention because it did derive from the events of Civil War where everyone was separated. Uh, there was no unity amongst them, and uh, we know, we know that whole quote now: uh, "Strength through unity," sort of thing. Where they didn't have any of that; they were all separated, all doing off the, doing their own thing, and eventually, that's kind of what 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 made them lose. Really, they weren't really willing to sacrifice. There wasn't any unity amongst the team, and they were still kind of uh, divided in terms of uh, what happened in the civil war. So, that's number two on my list. Okay, number two on my list. Hear me out here. Wait. Black Panther. Oh my god, I completely forgot. I was, I'm sitting here and I'm thinking, what movie? Has hear me out. Hear me out. Jesus Christ. Hear me out. Okay. Oh my god. Okay. I'm gonna drop an f bomb soon. Go on. Black Black Panther as a comic book movie is like pretty good. Black Black Panther as like a movie in general is amazing. So, I love all Marvel movies, but. You know, they're they're just, you know, comic book movies. But Black Panther, it actually has... The reason why I put Black Panther so high up on the list is that it actually has, like, a message to say. It has social commentary. And that is, um, like, if as a nation you have the power and resources to help other people, it's do you do that or do you, do you, do you only concern yourself with the nation? It's na- nationalism versus globalism. It's... You know, it's it's the whole immigration thing that's going on right now. 
yeah. a lot of countries are closing their borders when you know they should be helping refugees they should be helping people who need resources you know it's it's like, the uh, relevant uh, movie today it's, i like that know, idea i like yeah, that approach like, but like i live in the u.s yeah. we're closing all the borders we don't want you know the mexicans in here you know you see in europe we're about to leave countries yeah, are closing the borders they don't want muslims in there like yeah we're about to leave the european bad. union as well yeah and with wakanda it's like we're not letting any people in there like we need to keep the secret yeah that's but, that's how it's always been that's how it should be and for for t'challa it's like no like i'm not gonna do this anymore like okay. these people need our help we're gonna open up borders we're gonna help all people okay and you know like the villain was right Killmonger was right. Killmonger was like, why aren't you helping these people? They're the same. They look like us. They're the same, you know, skin tone as us. We just got lucky because um, Vibranium landed where we happened to be a tribe. Yep. So that's like, why. That's why it's so high up on my list. You're, it's what, 12 places high up on my list? Yeah. When I mentioned it on my list, I agreed with pretty much everything that you were trying to say. And I also appreciate the whole social commentary and so forth. But when I'm going into a movie, I don't want to, I don't want none of that BS to be honest. I, I get enough of it in our daily lives. We us leaving Brexit. Anytime you turn on the news, you've got that and that. Maybe it's it's a great thing that we're trying to push certain social issues through movies just to make people more aware. I completely agree with you, but I want a comic book movie. You know, I don't want. Yeah, and I, I still uh, feel like it's a pretty good comic book. Uh, okay, I can't believe it's so high up on your list. I'm just sitting here and I'm thinking. What movie has Mia not mentioned yet? That's going to be a number two. And I completely forgot about Black Panther. Wow. I, look, I agree with everything you're saying. I, and I think I even touched up on it. I agree with the whole race and so forth. And I love the point you made where because Vibranium landed in, in Wakanda, we get the benefits and so forth and, and stuff. We've seen this before. Japan closed off, closed off its borders after the war, after America dropped a nuke on it. It closed off its borders for 250 years to redevelop itself. Now it's like a, uh, a powerhouse in economy. So um, I completely agree with you. I completely see what you're, what you're trying to say, but as a comic book movie, see, this is the thing that we're always going to disagree on. It's just as a comic book movie. I don't think yeah, I would say, I would say as a comic book movie, it's probably like in the tens, but as like a movie in general, it's higher for me. Okay. Look, I this is your list, you know. We both have yeah. our different lists. It's, it's all subjective, and that's the great thing about having this Beyond the Multiverse podcast where we just dive into separate, uh, let's say, opinions and, and thoughts be, behind everything. So, look, I respect that. But, yeah, okay. Wow. I can't believe I'm I'm actually shocked. I know yesterday we were joking about it when we were playing Destiny. and I, I thought about <laughs> it being number one. No, uh, no way, no way. Okay, well, let's move on to number one. Talk about number one. My number one movie is Endgame. My number one too. Yeah. Okay. We could. That's great. So that we can pretty much discuss this uh, together. For me, it was uh, either between that or Infinity War. I think Endgame. It ended, and that was it. It ended. Obviously, we had the death of uh, Iron Man. Something that it kind of doesn't stand up to Infinity War is the fact that obviously Infinity War people were talking about it for a year, but that's the way it ended. With Endgame, I just loved everything. I loved the whole uh, feature they took from comic books. I love how they dived into different uh, comic movies. I love the fact that, you know, for me, I thought, okay, we're going to see the best of Thanos in Infinity War. I just 
I felt like in Endgame, Thanos was just something else. Yeah, he was ruthless. Yeah, he was, wasn't he? And like, there was, I would have loved, loved to have seen this particular scene. There was uh, talks and the Russo brothers actually said this. They said, we cut this scene, but the scene was when uh, the Avengers go back to New York to get uh, the, the stones and so forth. They would have come back to Thanos already have destroying the, the compound and Thanos sitting on the rock holding Captain America's head in his hand. And I would have loved to see that scene. It was just so ruthless and he was scary. He just seemed like without his, without the gauntlet, he was just, you know, he was just, oh, I, I yeah, don't know why. Because you know. in Infinity War, he wasn't really trying to kill anyone. He was just trying to, you know, balance the universe. Yeah. But this I, one, this one is personal for him. This one, it was like, you're not going to mess up my plan. Like, I'm going to make sure my plan works. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm ruthless. Yeah, and seeing his future as well in terms of um, uh, not Gamora, the other one, Nebula. Yeah. When he saw what happened to him and stuff like that and that he succeeded essentially, I think that motivated him further and knowing that these people were here to stop a plan that's already worked and already succeeded, he was just, he was a savage. Especially that part where after he destroys the compound, the initial cut where he's just sitting there and the quotes that he just turned out in this movie was just unbelievable. Unbelievable. And it was just like, it was such a beautiful movie to watch. I know it was such a sad and more heartbreaking movie uh, than Infinity War. With Infinity War, I think what lacked the oomph for that movie was the fact that, you know, they already announced Far From Home. They already announced there was another Black Panther movie. They're coming back. You knew they were coming back. And I wish they didn't announce anything until obviously after Endgame. So for me, it kind of, took away some of the excitement for that but with Endgame it was like okay who's getting killed off what's going to happen something need, there needs to be a statement and uh, I think the statement was was made uh, we saw Black Widow killed off which I did not expect and you could argue okay her story came to an end and it deserved to end the way it did I think she had nothing this was a new family for her and it goes back to talking about Infinity War where nobody was willing to sacrifice themselves exactly this one you know, she, it, yeah. The theme was whatever it takes, and she was willing to sacrifice herself for her new family. She had nothing before. Um, one thing that I absolutely hated, and I just nobody's ever talked about, was Clint as as um, Ronan. Or yeah. so, what, what's he doing in Japan? What are the Japanese people got to do? <laughs> I don't know. He's and just mad. I watched Endgame the other day when it dropped here, uh, boy, on the 4K Blu-ray. And I'm watching it, I was like, so he's gone from a serial murderer, let's say. Okay, he's gone in this path. It's just absolutely mental. And everybody's just forgiven him. We haven't, yeah. but... It's like, let's... When his like, family comes back, it's like, yeah, let's not talk about the, the five years I was just killing people around the world. Yeah, because those people that come back, they're dead, right? Yeah. yeah. So he's just been killing people for five years. Let's not talk about that. What's, so that really kind of... I know it's like a little minute plot hole to say or whatever and we're digging now to find uh, bad things to say about the movie but it was like for me I noticed these things and maybe to the normal cinema goer it's just a movie but for me I was like mm -hmm. okay what do these Japanese people got to do with it and I'm sure you have dived into the root of uh, Ronan's in a different uh, manner I, like don't get me wrong I understand that he's feeling that these people, these, let's say the Yakuza or the cartel in Mexico didn't deserve to 
to live in comparison to his family. And that's why he's going on, on this killing streak. But the way we just forgot about it, I was kind of like, oh, okay. Um, yeah, so let me go over my thoughts. Let me hear what you think, what you've got to, to say. I think Endgame, it was just so hard to make because, you know, you had to wrap everything up and it did that. And it was almost like an impossible task, but they, they you know, they succeeded. Yeah, I think, and, uh, yeah, yeah it was like the perfect way to end, you know, what the Marvel movies were to this point. There was a lot of callbacks. There were a lot of references. There was a lot of old characters. It was just, you know, a perfect way to just revisit the highlights of all the movies and just wrap it up nicely. And the final scene is just amazing. It's just, I thought I was, the I final shook. scene from, yeah, I thought the final scene from Infinity War, that whole fight at Wakanda, I don't think they would be able to top that. And just yeah. the movie in general, a lot of callbacks, it just felt like a highlight reel where they were tying up these characters, bring, reintroducing characters in a way which I never thought they would. Um, and that final scene, it had me shipped. Like, I was sitting in the cinema and I was just super excited. And then we've waited 10 years, 10 long years for, Cap- uh, for Captain America to usher the great words, Avengers Assemble. And we got that. And we got it in such a way where it was just like, uh, it's amazing. And him picking up the hammer. Like so when, that, when that scene happened, I thought, okay, it's for controlling the hammer. He's refining re- himself and becoming one with the hammer, let's say. And and when when the, the shot kind of, when the hammer goes to uh, Thanos and then returns, and you just see Captain America, just, oh my God, that scene. <laughs> just talking about it now, I really want to watch the movie. But as you mentioned, it wrapped up everything. It really did. And um, you could argue the case for its approach, its approach to time travel. Uh, it was kind of, let's say, hit and miss. Uh, I, I believe they made it a lot more complicated than it should have been just for the point. that I don't think they knew what they were talking about when it came to time I travel. Still, so I, I still don't get all of it. I don't get time travel. I'm not even going to deny it. I'm not going to sit here and pretend that I do. But I think they intentionally did made it, intentionally made it confusing just so, you know, it's just when we make podcasts like this, it's just like, we don't know what to talk about. Um, but there were so many good scenes. I'm just, one thing, and I think you're going to agree with me on this. I think one thing that we were so worried about going into this movie was the fact that obviously Captain Marvel came out in between these movies. And yeah. we, were, we were, we were super, super worried that Captain Marvel was going to play a, such a pivotal role in this movie in, in concluding this movie. And I was worried about that. I don't think she deserved it. Um, but I love the fact that she, when she came in, yeah, she did her business and stuff. But I love the fact that that scene when Thanos takes out one stone and just knocks the shit, shit out of her. I absolutely love that. And I was just like, I was cheering. I was absolutely cheering in this and I love that scene. So I was happy with the approach for Captain Marvel in this movie. I think everybody played their role. When it comes to the sacrifice, I felt really, really bad for uh, Tony because that's the future he wanted in terms of having his kids and married and so forth mm-hmm. but it goes to show everyone was willing to sacrifice himself uh, I think everybody got the ending they deserved Captain America going back reliving his life but that's the confusing part is it the same timeline as another Captain America he was just there in the shadows just I have no uh, idea yeah see that's where it gets confusing uh, him passing on the shield to uh Falcon, I thought, I thought that was the right choice. I think uh, 
just depends. I think having now a person of colour in that role, I think that was the perfect route. Uh, yeah, so that's my take on Endgame. I don't know if, you, if there was anything else you wanted to add, but I thought overall, for me, it was the pinnacle of the MCU phase one to three. And it was the only movie in the MCU that I've actually rated five star. Yeah, I agree with you about yeah. everything you said. It's the pinnacle. It's the Hopefully it's not the peak. I hope it doesn't go downhill from here. I'm excited to see where they go, but you know, I hope this isn't the best it's going to be. Okay. Before we wrap up then, you made a good point. Before we wrap up uh, everything, that's my concern. Where do you think they could take MCU? Like, do you reckon we're ever going to reach the same dizzy heights as we have with Infinity War and Endgame? Because for me, let's just talk about Endgame. Endgame was the perfect conclusion to a 10-year investment. Like, we've been watching this massive universe be put together piece by piece, having filler uh, films here, not so great movies here, but it's all come to this great conclusion. Do we, are we ever going to see something like this again? Or is this like a one shot and that's it? Now, every movie was probably a mediocre movie, a few gems here and there. What do you think? Uh, I hope not. I have faith in, you know, I have faith in Marvel. I have faith in Kevin Feige. But, you know, um, maybe it is, but I'm, I'm still holding out hope. And another thing I wanted to ask you then, because um, it, it is my concern that, you know, I do. I have a lot of faith in Marvel Studios and Kevin Feige. He's our Lord and Savior for bringing us such an amazing uh, universe. This was something that you mentioned before in terms of you, you still enjoy these movies. Out of all the movies that we've listed, what movies would you never watch again? Um, I'd, I'd watch all of them again. Really? I like all of them in a way. Okay. For me, movies that I would probably never watch again are Dark World, Incredible Hulk, Four. Maybe Iron Man 3, Captain Marvel. No way am I ever going to watch that again. Um, I haven't added that to my Blu-ray collection of uh, MCU movies, but when I do, it's remaining sealed. I think, yeah, everything else I'll probably watch over again. I think, even though I'm not a big fan of Black Panther, I'll definitely watch that again. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, probably not. Uh, but yeah, that's kind of my take on it. And I'm just happy with what we've got as, as a diehard comic book uh, fan. Uh, I think this was the perfect way to end in, in all honesty. Um, I don't know if there was anything else you wanted to add before we just wrap up. Um, are we going to do this list for DC movies? Yeah, I think we, we, we definitely do it's this. It's going to be a five-minute episode. Yeah, it'll probably be a five-minute episode. It's just like <laughs> the DC movie is pretty much just Man of Steel and then everything else in all honesty. But, yeah, uh, exactly. We'll, we'll probably do a lot more of these Beyond the Multiverse uh, podcast episodes, I think. It's a great way to just dive off from news and everything and just talk about certain topics and big topics of discussion that usually myself and Mio have on a regular basis. I think that's, I always mention this and I always wanted to just drive this uh, across is these are discussions we always have. And it's, um, yeah. Um, just quickly wrap up our list, starting from number 23. I'll start first, just if anybody has lost track. Uh, for me, it's from 23 going up to one for the Dark World. The Incredible Hulk, four, Iron Man three, Captain Marvel, Iron Man two, Captain America: The First Avenger, Ant Man, Ant Man and the Wasp, Avengers: Age of Ultron, Black Panther, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume two, Doctor Strange, 
uh, and now in the top 10, the Avengers, Guardians of the Galaxy, Spider-Man Far From Home, Spider-Man Homecoming, Captain America Civil War, top five, Iron Man, Four Ragnarok, Captain America The Winter Soldier, Avengers Infinity War, and the number one choice for me was Avengers Endgame. Okay. For me, 23 was Thor The Dark World, 22 is Incredible Hulk, 21 was Thor, 20, 20 was Iron Man 2, 19 was Iron Man 3, um, 18 was Captain America, the, I forgot what it's called, Captain America 1. Okay, yeah, yeah, the first Avenger, yeah. Yes, first Avenger, that's it. 17 was Captain Marvel, 16, Age of Ultron, 15 was Ant-Man and the Wasp, 14 was Ant-Man, 13 was Guardians 2, um, 12 was Doctor Strange, 11 was Spider-Man Far From Home, 10 was Spider-Man Homecoming, 9 was Guardians of the Galaxy, 8 was Civil War, 7 was Infinity War, 6 was Avengers, 5 was Winter Soldier, 4 was Iron Man, 3 was Ragnarok, 2 was Black Panther, 1 was Endgame. Cool. So two different uh, lists, nothing definitive here, everything subjective. Uh, I don't know if there's anything else you want to add. I think this podcast is now nearly two hours long. Uh, anything else you want to add? Nope, that's cool. it. So that's it for today. Thanks for joining us this week for episode three of the Multiverse podcast, a new segment beyond the multiverse. If you would like to see more multiverse content, be sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at the multiverse and then links will always be in the description. Also, be sure to subscribe to the show on iTunes or Spotify so you never miss an episode. While you're at it, if you found value in this show, we appreciate a rating on iTunes. Or if you'd simply tell a friend about the show, that would help us out too. Once again, thank you for your time and we'd hope to catch you on the next episode. Peace.